Hello and welcome back to another episode of All Villa, No Filler. Today we'll talk about Aston Villa winning El Kazuiko against Everton <laughs> thanks to a glorious Anwar El Golzi goal. We'll also continue our perfect 10 feature. Today it's time to rate Matt Target season out of 10. And as ever, we'll have the back in time quiz where the ultimate winner gets a free Nando's courtesy of the losers. But before we get into all that, let's check in with the other two villains joining me on the show as ever. Firstly, Roisin Mendonca, how have you been? Not too bad, thank you, George. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. And uh, Frankie Maguire, how are things? All good, thanks. My 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 hair has gone full mullet now, so I'm uh, I'm loving I was, that yeah. vibe. I was going to say, just I've just been admiring it in this uh, in this yeah. Zoom meeting. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for the what's blonde highlights and the <laughs> strange gels. <laughs> what's the what's the think what's the thinking behind this? Uh, this uh, <laughs> to be honest, it might be a midlife crisis. I'm just like looking at myself on Zoom right now, and I'm like, I am in the midst of a midlife crisis, aren't I? Uh, I'll be getting like a diamond earring. <laughs> I thought you had your midlife crisis like 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Every year is a midlife crisis for me. Since I was born, it was a midlife yeah. crisis. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just sort of am like, I, I keep looking at booking up the hairdressers and I'm like, I just can't be bothered. I'm like, I just can't. Oh, I don't want to sit there and talk to. Hairdresser, so <laughs> to anyone. Every 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 time, like obviously we do this, we try and do this podcast every week. But every week I look at the hair and it obviously grows, goes a couple of inches down the back, yeah. down the back. Even for, you're going to end up looking like the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we giving you the tombstone pile driver <laughs> at the end of end of the quiz? That's what I'm worried about. Um, Rasheen, how have you been this week? Yeah, I've recovered. I got to watch Line of Duty, so I'm up with the nation. I'm primed. I'm ready. Um, and I just had a really great time this weekend. Um, obviously, it's Bank Holiday weekend, but on Friday I went down to the Midnight Ramadan League, um, which is something that we've we've covered on our All Villains series. Um, and it's just it's just a great a great place to go down to. So it's a well listen listen to the podcast um, for, for kind of why it's been set up. But you walk into this this league. Um, you've got kind of the Royal Navy who are involved, which I didn't know. They're giving out teas and coffees. Um, you've got the barbecue there. You get yourself some food, drink. Um, um, then there's like two pitches. One's called the Bombonera. One's called the Maracanã. Uh, <laughs> similar, but they're in Birmingham. <laughs> and it's just, just, just watch some good football. Um, you know, a load of local teams going down. Um, just, just get to watch some really good football. I spoke to some really interesting people. Um, one of whom was was kind of semi-pro, but just lost four 0 So I didn't want to ask him <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, I spoke to Chevy, spoke to Suff, and I, I would, you know, I'd recommend anyone listening to podcast. It was just really, really interesting and and a really great initiative. Great. No, it's really good. I, I noticed as well. Warwickshire County Cricket Club they've opened up uh, the ground at midnight or yeah. up until midnight, so um, yeah, people similar, can obviously play cricket. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's really yeah. good. And also, yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed as well in the in the Premier League. I don't know if they're doing it in in other leagues, either in England or abroad. But um, they're allowing players who are obviously um, fasting during during Ramadan to have breaks mid match, so they can obviously. Oh, really? Have, oh, that's um, yeah, that's fantastic. That's what it was. It was just about having energy. It was twelve till two. Yeah. Um, and it was just yeah it was great and, and a ramadan kareem to any of our listeners i would say as well yeah absolutely um, how are you george i'm good oh, yeah, i am really good the other day i tell you what i don't know if, if, if you feel the same way but do you ever get like a pang of excitement when you see someone else wearing a villa shirt when they're not in birmingham yes so oh, like, yeah. so, so yes. like so like i i mean i live in i live in cardiff um and uh, and i was walking down the street yesterday and I saw a guy wearing um, a meter, like a replica of the Meter Copiers 1988 Villa shirt. 
And I was like, I like honestly, I stopped in my tracks. I was like, Rosie, I like, should I, should I speak to this guy? <laughs> like, like I always like when you were like abroad or you see someone in a villa shirt. When I was like in Tenerife, I saw someone wearing a villa top, and I was like, I have this immediate connection to this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who they are, but I really want to go over there and have a chat with them. So. Uh, um, that happened to me about two weeks ago uh, when I was walking to play football down here in London and uh, I had a villa top on and this guy I could see in the distance running towards me in a villa top as well and you could see <laughs> our gradual eyes our eyes met and gradually the sort of realisation of what was happening and our grins slowly starting to rise uh, Did he have a mullet too? <laughs> he had a mullet as well he was like, It's amazing I, I went to a um, I went to like a, a pub in where was it it was, it was near Leeds actually um, and, I, and it was like it was for this event where like we had to wear like replica tops like oh, you know of, of like um, of tops back in the day and I, and I wore my Villa Muller yoghurt uh, top from 94 <laughs> and like yeah some random guy came up to me in the pub and was like oh I love that top we were, what, a, what a team we had back then and then you immediately like connect with them and have like a chat even though they're complete strangers <laughs> what, what the worst thing is it turned out to be really annoying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm actually trying to finish my drink. Uh, could, you, could you go away, please? Okay, then. So it finished uh, Everton 1, Aston Villa 2. Rasheen, last week it was Keenan Davis. Are you now petitioning for an Anwar El Ghazi statue outside Villa Park? I've been petitioning for that for a while. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the beef is with him. Here's a lovely little goal scorer. Like I say, sometimes you might be a little bit confused by why he kicked the ball out instead of to another player, but <laughs> fine. I am all for an Anwar El Ghazi statue. Get him outside the hole alongside Keenan. Happy days. We're back. This is like the team from the start of the season. Um, yeah. I feel like we, we, even we've been getting into a bit of a grind of negativity. And, you know, you guys were talking about the old, you know, um, the, the Twitter storm or, or the Twitter kind of, you know, get Dean out or whatever might have occurred if, if, if we kept losing. But it doesn't matter because we didn't. Um, a, a convincing victory. Um, Ross is back. Mm, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, our midfield is back and we didn't keep a clean sheet but I think I don't think they deserve to score mm. um, I think that was a bit of luck and, and a bit of a burglary to be perfectly honest um, happy days what a great what a great addition to, to the bank holiday weekend um, yeah. I don't know if you wanted me to kind of dissect the play but I'm not going <laughs> to just going to say how happy I am <laughs> it's, it's difficult isn't it because they it's difficult to pick out individual performances because they all I mean they mm. all to, to a man they all played they all played so well I think mm. I think uh, El Ghazi's now one off double uh, figures for, uh, for for goal scored at Villa this season which for like you know for, for a winger he's not you know he's yeah. not a striker he, he's and- and he, and he doesn't play every week no, either. It was so. a great goal. And he was in that position that I think, you know, when we do have Jack Grealish playing, um, we'd, if, if Jack Grealish had the ball there, we'd be going, shoot. You know yeah. what I mean? He can, yeah. he can get it in from that position. And that little switch from his left foot to his right foot, little bit of movement, and then just a perfect, you know, Pickford didn't stand a chance with that. It was a, it was a great goal. And mm. I always think he's a bit of a, you know, he's a dead ball expert, dead ball expert. But but actually, that was a lovely little bit of movement before. He's he's a good goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 um he's back on form, isn't he? And, and if it wasn't for Pickford, I think we would have won that game. You know, God, five one, six one. We had we had. I was I was when it when it was half time one all. I was a bit like, mm, 
have we missed have we missed our chance now to win yeah. it do you know do you know those, those yeah. games where you're where you're you know hitting the crossbar hitting the post pickford's pulling off world-class saves and you're thinking yeah. it's not going to be our day to win this but um yeah, we were that, we that were well good value for the win try all right one the ollie watkins yeah. one the follow-up from that it, you know like you say it could be five six Frank, Frankie, how did you how did you rate the performance? Yeah, totally agree. Absolute happy days. I thought it was probably our best performance in the uh, Jack Grealish injury era. Um, we, you know, against <laughs> against West Brom um, early on in the game when we went one up, I thought we actually that was probably the best we'd played for a long time. Um, and then they got that non penalty award, and we sort of lost away a little bit in that game. But then. Um, Yesterday, we were just every single player was on it, every single one of them. And you know, I looked at the, I wondered whether he'd bring in Jacob Ramsey or possibly Marvelous Nakam to replace one of McGinn or Louise. But Sadine, that's why we call him Sadine. Dean knows, uh, he kept, kept the we same trust. team. And every single one of them, like, like Barkley, um, easily his best performance in a long yeah. time. He was excellent, yeah, yeah. excellent. Um, Bertrand Traore, whose form has not been great recently. Again, he looked really good. Anwar El Ghazi, who can be a bit hit and miss. Again, he was really on it in every form of in all of his play. Uh, and then the goal it was a fantastic finish. Um, again, what an impressive return it's been for him on, on goals scored this season. And it kind of makes up for that miss he had last season in, in the exact same end against mm. Everton, which could have cost us Premier League um, uh, where we were in the Premier League last year. Um, but then again, he did score in the player final. Let's not forget that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, um, I just think, yeah, I think Ollie Watkins was exceptional. And I tell you what, Gareth Southgate watching that yesterday and comparing Dominic Calvert-Lewin and um, Ollie Watkins, I tell you what, Watkins is a lot closer to that England team than I actually thought, actually, um, because Calvert-Lewin seems comfortably in that England team. Watkins was, I thought, really great. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think, I think they're, um, they're, they're interesting players, aren't they, Watkins and and and. Uh, DCL, it's, it's like it's, it, he, Dominic Cavalloon is more of a kind of a natural finisher. He's a fox in the box kind of. He'll 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 you know cause cause centre backs problems. Whereas Watkins is is just he puts pressure on on all the defenders on the goalkeeper. He's got energy to like burn. He will not stop running. He will hassle. He will harry. He's he's um he's very obviously strong, very quick. Like a very aggressive player. Very sm- I think he's more intelligent than Calvert Lewin. He gets into yeah. he gets into like like really positions. really good positions yeah and his, aw- his awareness of, of where balls are going to be you know he was mm. running the channels as well you know the lot he was feeding off the long balls from from mings and, and target as well mm. so um yeah his game even in the last year he's been with us has gone on you yeah. know leaps and bounds hasn't and it? i think i think forget the euros but what an exciting season for him at villa next season honestly yeah. if yeah. if and when he just kind of does nail that finish because he's great but he frustrates me so mm. much because i just think Get it in the back of the net. Mm. Um, but once he kind of gets that that precision and that that kind of killer instinct in the box, there will be no stopping that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I love I love his interviews after after games because he always says I can so do better. He's, yeah. he's always like you know I should have I should have walked off with a match ball yesterday. I should have scored two or three. I'm happy with with my goal and I'm happy that we won. But I c- I can always do more. I can always be better. I think that's such a good attitude to have. He, you know, he, he even the fact he's playing the Premier League now from being an Exeter uh, in the England team, he's he's well up for you know potentially making it for the Euro squad. He's still always thinking, well, how can I be better? How can I improve? How can I score more goals and and, and stuff? So I think that's such a good attitude to have, and it does underline the reason why Smith 
uh, and Villa paid so much money for him because it's not just his ability, but his attitude as well. We're looking at players for as in the, the whole the whole package, and I think you know he, he's a really yeah. good example of that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we've got a lot of them. In fact, I think just keep Jack on the bench now. Okay, so I'm, I'm joking, of course. But have we <laughs> finally found a way to play without him? Was it was it just going to take a little bit of time? I hope so. I, I think I think in a weird way, yesterday was a bit of a pressure off sort of game. It was like, you know, I, I was going to put the question, can we mount a late European charge? Mm-hmm. I think that'd be absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, we, are, we are at the moment, we play, you know, we're in mid-table, we're comfortable, we're going to, as I said last week, we're going to stay in the Premier League again this season. So there's kind of the monkeys off our back in a weird way. We don't have to kind of like, there's no pressure. And, and again, without, without Jack, there's almost no pressure. Um, and I think that showed yesterday. We were, we went into that game, you know, I listened to the the, um, the rivalries podcast that you did, um, uh, Frankie, and um, and you know that Everton fan you were speaking to from the Athletic, he was saying, you know, we beat Arsenal last week, and you know that that puts the pressure then on Everton, and I'm sure I'm sure the players at Everton were expecting, you know, we're at home, we're in good form, Cabot Lewin's back, like we should we should be expecting to win it, and so the pressure was on them, and I think it kind of showed they they never they never really on the front foot at all that game. He he was um he was an interesting interview. Greg, Greg O'Keefe, uh, the Everton writer from the Athletic, um, great guy, really really lovely man. Um, it was really great to meet him, and uh, he had some really interesting things to say about Villa and Everton. And um, it, what was interesting is he said that James Rodriguez is Everton's best player by a long way, and James didn't play yesterday; he got injured in the warm up, I think. So we got we sort of got quite lucky there, I think, because if he had played, that might have changed the dynamic of the game quite substantially, and that's a late blow for Everton to deal with. So that. That worked in our favour, I think. And also, though, he did say that Everton at home traditionally are, are very strong, but they're not being very good this season. And I think you could see that yesterday. They just really weren't sure of themselves. Whereas away from home, apparently, they've been very, they've been much better. So it'll be interesting. We're playing Everton again, I think, in like a week or two. Yeah. So um, at Villa Park. So it'll be interesting to see, is it a complete role reversal? Um, I wouldn't get too ahead of ourselves just yet, but I think yesterday was definitely... A, but we're going um, to Europe. We're going to Europe. <laughs> Pack your bags, everyone. It was the start of <laughs> our Champions League push. <laughs> we are winning the league next season. Carney Chukamika's <laughs> lifting the Champions League in two years. Deal uh, with it. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. which I'm hosting this week. Now, this is a feature where two of us review the performances of each key Villa player so far this season, and we give them a score out of 10. Sometimes maybe a a slightly dubious score, but (laughs) based on their performance from the week. Um, This week, Frankie and George are assessing Matt Target. Uh, So I'm going to start with you, Frank, today. What have you made of Target this season? I absolutely love Matt Target. Um, He is a man who I think should be given a chance with England at some point. Um, uh, I know Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell are both very good players, but Matt Target's also a very, very good left-back. Um, last season, I have to be honest, I, there were times where I felt he was a little bit hit and miss, kind of like a few of our other players, a bit a bit like maybe, you know, like, a, like I love El Ghazi, but I would say that he's a player who can be a bit hit and miss. And I think Target was a little like that last season. But the entire defence this season has been excellent I think that we are one of the best units in the Premier League 
easily. And Matt Target is a huge part of that. Um, he's one of his t- the timing of his tackles is excellent. His um, going forward, his link up play with Jack Grealish and without Jack Grealish is very, very good. Um, he is a, just a rock solid, dependable left back um, and probably a bit of an unsung hero in a way. Um, I have to, yeah, I think he's gone up levels this season. Um, I'd say if I was him, what would I be slightly disappointed by? Perhaps the assist numbers, he's only got one assist, which I think speaks more about um, maybe our attacking players because the amount of passes, the amount of balls that Target puts in puts into that area that you think somebody get on the end of it, somebody get on the end of it. Um, I think he's very close to our player of the season. Um, I really want to see him get an England game. Uh, and I think he's now with this new contract, delighted. He's there for the future. And you know what? I'm going to give Matt Target a big fat nine out of 10 for this season. Wow. You know what? I, I love the guy, but I wasn't expecting you to come out with a, a nine, nine out of 10 there. And, and a, a kind of a push for player of the season, you think? I, I can't think of many mistakes he's made this season. No, I really can't. I, no, I think the, so the, there's been the odd, maybe one or two matches where he might have missed. It got, it got a bit frustrated, perhaps, um, towards the end. But, but still, Frankie, that's mm. quite a good score, George. Are you in agreement? Yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah, I think, I think, as Frankie rightly says, he's, uh, he's our most improved player. And I think, um, you know, at the end of the season, we'll probably do uh, a kind of end of season review of, um, of how players have performed. And if we were going to do a competition for who is our most improved player, I think Matt Target is, is, is the man uh, who's, uh, who's, who's taken that award home. Um, and, and yeah, in terms of England, you're looking at, uh, you know, Ben Chilwell and Luke Shaw as the two kind of standout English left backs. But then beyond that, Matt Target has got to be considered as the, as the third best. I can't really think of anybody else who would, who would, um, who would come in based on form anyway. And uh, heaven forbid, if one of them got an injury, the, you know, hopefully Southgate, after watching the performance yesterday, uh, he put in against Everton, um, you know, that's, you know, he'll be, he'll be thinking, well, maybe he's, he's, he's deserving of a, of a chance. Um, yeah, I know what you mean about assists. He does take a lot of our set pieces and corners, so you'd kind of hope that he'd have more than he does. But maybe that's more to do with um, the players we have in the box. You know, if it was a Wesley or a Keenan Davis, you know, big, you know, tall, uh, target man type uh, striker, he'd probably have more. I think. I think Wesley. Target and, to and, target, and, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if if target was picking out Wesley, I mean, Wesley's obviously. A, a very yeah. uh, tall bloke or Keenan, you, you, you think he'd probably be uh, be adding to his assist uh, his assist tally for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's um, he's he's earned that contract absolutely. Um, and you know, I think we're giving contracts generally to the, to the right players. It's play, we're giving contracts to players who deserve it. Whereas in the past, we might have uh, we might have just been given players contracts because we were I don't know. We were just worried about losing them, or yeah. it, it wasn't. It wasn't really. It wasn't really for the right intentions or the right reasons. I now think that we're, we're actually gen, genuinely awarding play, contracts to players who deserve them, and Target absolutely is one of them. And he seems happy. He seems settled. He seems, you know, he's playing week in, week out. He seems like a, a pretty core cool member of the squad. He seems, you know, from you know checking out Instagram again. He's, he's you know, going out playing golf with Matty Cash and stuff. So he's 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 like, you know, he's part of the team. And I think that that yeah. if you in terms of bonding and stuff and um that's really important um negatives i guess sometimes occasionally in games where we haven't done well he's perhaps been caught out of possession a little bit because he's so forward thinking he gets up quite a lot and he's always putting you know offensive crosses in and 
uh, is always looking to get assists. But sometimes he gets he can get a little bit caught out at the back if he's playing against like a, like a pacey, tricky winger. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think he's he's been a brilliant um, servant for for us in the two years that he's been been at Villa Park. So I'm I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him an 8.5 out of 10. 8 point, oh, this is, this is serious maths for me here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have given Matt Target an 8 and 3 quarters <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Enjoy that 8.75, Matty T. Um, can I just ask, does this mean that Tyrone Mings, our captain, and man that has done so much for us, is that bottom of our league table. I cannot believe it. We, <laughs> we have not spoken all week. We, I will <laughs> not forgive you for this, you guys. Look, Nine it's out. done. It's done. Sorry, I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned it. I shouldn't have brought it up. It's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's called serious schisms in our, in yeah, our group. It's a uh, perfect 10 feature. It has, but I'm rolling with it. Matt Target is up there amongst the best of them. He's got 8.75 <laughs> out of 10. That was the perfect 10 and Matt Target, the man I call Target because he's so cultured. He has scored an 8.75 out of 10 for this season. What a player he is. We'd like to hear if you agree with that and what you've made of the Villa players this season. You can email your opinions to allvillanofiller at gmail.com or let us know on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram by searching allvillanofiller. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's Man United next Sunday. Frankie, I asked you this question before we played Everton. Is it the game <laughs> Jack Grealish finally returns for Aston Villa? <laughs> the prodigal son. He, he, we have spoken of his coming, his second coming. Um, <laughs> I mean, God only knows, really, don't we? Um, he's back in training apparently this week, so possibly on the bench. Poss- I, I doubt he'll start, but you never know. Um it's Man United, isn't it? I have no idea why, even when they're bad, they beat us at Villa Park. Um, I was at the last game we beat them at Villa Park, all the way back in 1995. But the, you'll never win anything with kids. 1995 was yeah. the last time we what, beat Man yeah, United. Was, I know that we don't win against them, but I didn't realise it had been that long. Quite yeah. an iconic game, that, wasn't it? 3-1. Yeah. I had all my, uh, all my cousins over from Ireland and we all went to the game and... Um, Beckham's goal, I remember, and then, uh, God, yeah, it was. Uh, we really thought, well, Villa's going to win the league this season. Um, Is that the opening day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and just, I, don't, I just don't know what it is. I mean, we, we just seem to have this. They have this hoodoo over us. Um, it, it has to end someday. Um, I'm not sure it's going to end now because away <laughs> from home, they're very good. Um, Although they do have the Europa League this week, semi-final, um, though they do have a big lead over Roma. Um, so, you know, sometimes that can disrupt teams. It's possible um, that they could, uh, you know, have the eye off the ball slightly if Man City have won the league as well anyway. So it, maybe they won't be quite as on it as they usually are. Um, but, you know, if Villa show the kind of form we did yesterday against Everton, if we're really up for it, if Ollie Watkins causes them trouble running around, if the defence are really at it and the midfield just, you know, if Ross Barkley's up for it again, plays how he did yesterday, we can win. We can. Um, it's just getting rid of that hoodoo. Um, it's been a long time. It's got to end. And I'm going to say we're going to end it next week. 
<laughs> you know what? I, I'm I'm actually particularly after the result yesterday. I'm I'm pretty confident. I think. Um, I mean, I know United. You know, they're 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 up there in, in second place. They're doing well in in the Europa League. They you know smashed Roma, um, but. You know, again, it's like the Everton, as I said about the Everton game. The pressure's off us. The, you know, it's 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 you know that we're not expected to win. Um, Grealish hopefully will be back. You know, uh, I, I thought he would be back for the Everton game, but I'm, I'm hearing you know that the United will be the one that he's back. And what and what a lift that will be to the to the entire yeah. squad having him back, even if he's not starting, but just having him in, you know in the in the match day squad or coming off the bench. You know what a lift that will be. Um, you know Watkins. You know. He, back in form, scoring against Everton yesterday. He's going to be up for it. Uh, El Golzi will be up for it. Barkley, given his performance yesterday, you're hoping he'll be up for it. So, like, yeah, I think I think the only thing that might cost us is, like, basically another, like, I don't want to go into it, but, like, contentious penalty. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like every time we play United, there's always some, like, refereeing decision that goes against us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the whole Fernandez penalty <laughs> from last season, where it was just like, he fell over Esri Conce's leg. Just, and, <laughs> and, and, and that penalty was apples. just... Um, so, yeah, I'm... Um, uh, I don't know. If, if that if that doesn't happen, then uh, then I'll be... Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm confident, Rasheen. How, how, how do you feel? I'm oh afraid. yeah, we're doing it. Three for Ollie, two for Keenan, <laughs> one for El Golzi. They, I, let's be honest, Fernandez is going to get his penalty. Emmy <laughs> will save it. He'll knock it up the field. Big Wes will be up there. Ninety-first minute, boom, seven nil. I'm calling it <laughs> right now. That is how that put, game is put going. Put your money on it. Absolutely, absolutely. No, look, we we can. You know, we can beat United. You're absolutely right. Um, and, you know, we could have beat them. I mean, that game earlier this season was so frustrating. Because oh, we yeah, were yeah. good. We were so good. Um, I, I, I knew that we hadn't beat them for a long time, but I didn't know that it was it was that much of a kind of a, you know, a, a curse, really. Um, but I think you're both right. I think it has to be broken sometime. And if, if any team's going to do it, this is the team. This is the team. And they've got their mojo back. Um, so, yeah, I'm up for it. I'm pumped. Um, and like I say, I'm ready for a 7-0. It's the Back in Time quiz where I'll take a journey back in time to see how much these guys really know about the Villa. As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy named after Aston Villa legend Anzi Townsend's, of course. Uh, whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy and by the end of the season, whoever's won the title the most wins a free Nando's and a wild herb sauce. Can't wait. The catch being the losers have to buy it for them. Now, the last time we played, I believe George came away victorious. Um, so, can I get your buzzer sounds? George, firstly, what is your buzzer today? I'm going to go for uh, Lowton after Matt Lowton. Lowton, okay. I'll never forget that Stoke goal he scored. And uh, Roisin Mendonca, what is your buzzer? It's got to be Gabby. It's got to be Gabby. It's been, uh, it's been seeing me well so far, hasn't it, boys? <laughs> <laughs> it's your, your lucky charm. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby, 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 a bottle of water. Right, okay, yes. right. Now, I, I thought we'd go maybe with the, a theme of top scorers today. Um, hopefully, this is one that's right up both your street, uh, but we'll see. Um, There's okay. only been one quiz that's been up my street that I've actually won, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't be so sure. We'll see. We'll see. Don't, today, today, that sat nav is guiding you back up that street. Right. Uh, <laughs> sure. I'm, okay. I'm confident. Okay. Right. Let's go. I'm ready. 
one of my all-time favourite players, Dwight York, um, is our second all-time top scorer in the Premier League. But how many Premier League goals did he score for the Villa? I'll start off with you, George. What, what's your number? Oh, God. Um, he was there for quite a long time, wasn't he? But then I don't know how many seasons he was like properly banging them in. Uh, God. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it closest? 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 Is that what we're going for? Okay. I'm gonna say seventy-one. Seventy-one. Okay. Roisin, what is your number? You said in the Premier League, tops the amount of goals he scored in the Premier League. For Aston Villa. For Aston Villa. Right. Okay. Um, before he turned on us. Um, uh, how many did you say, George? 70 something? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I've probably overshot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I might go. I might go a little bit lower. Um, I, I was going to pitch it in the 50s. Uh, I'll go 61. I can say that Dwight York scored 60 goals in the Premier League for Aston Villa. So Rashid (laughs) at the back post, Mendonca. Fantastic. Just like Clive Mendonca with those great finishes. So it takes an early (laughs) lead. Um, Right, move on to number two. And we're sticking with Dwight York. But this is going to be a bit of a left field question for both of you. So here we go. Dwight York twice scored 17 goals for us in the Premier League season. The second time he did so was in 1996-97 season. Now, it's May. It's May. Uh, You know, it's Eurovision month. In the May of 1997, who won Eurovision? Loughton. Okay, George. (laughs) Surely it's got to be... It's got to be... Surely it's got to be the UK one, didn't they? Was it Karina and the Karina and the Waves? Karina, like Katrina and Katrina the Waves. <laughs> let our love shine a light in every corner of our hearts, Roisin. Let ev- let our love shine a light. Let Karina and the Waves. Gabby, 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 Gabby. Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> Was it Katrina and the Waves, Frankie? <laughs> it's two 0 to a shit. No, yeah. no, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's one-one, and oh. yeah, do, you, do we remember the, the year after it was hosted at the National Indoor Arena in Birmingham? That's right, it was. Wow. Yeah, I remember. Time, I, I did not know that. I didn't think so that, that must have been the last time a UK entrant was won it. Surely, it was the last time the UK I got a point at Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it was the last time they got a point. Um, we move on to question three. One all. Villa won the Coca-Cola Cup on March twenty-fourth, nineteen ninety-six. We beat Leeds three-nil. Take that, you annoying tweeters. <laughs> Who was number one in the charts on that exact date? Now I'm going to give you a list. Oh wow! Now these were all in the top ten. This is extraordinary, actually. One of them was "Take That." How deep is your love? Another was "Return of the Mac" by Mark Morrison. Another was "Stupid Girl" by Garbage. Another was "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis, and the other was "Firestarter Prodigy," which was number one. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby above the horn. Okay, Roisin. I think there was a big thing about that tape, that song. There was a big thing about the video, and I feel like it might have got to number one. I'm going to go with "Take That." Was it number one that week? Was it "Take That"? It was number one, but not in that week. Oh, oh. no! 
Oh, I'm, oh I'm, right, Lowton. Lowton. Okay. Uh, I, well, I know. I know. The only one I know for sure was was definitely number one. Uh, was. Uh, fire starter. So I'm going to go with fire starter. George, you are a twisted fire starter, and <laughs> oh, you've taken the lead. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you know what? My '90s music knowledge is very much overshadowed by Mr. Blobby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you could put, a, if you could have put a, a question in there about about the, the Blobby song, um, I think I would have got it. I think I would have got it. <laughs> Thank God you didn't, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> what an extraordinary number of very memorable songs there in the top, all yeah. in the top ten in the exact yeah. same week. And uh, number two, actually, and this is a very '90s thing, was the X Files theme tune by Mark Snow. <laughs> Uh, this, that is the most 90s chart I can ever envision in my life. The X-Files theme tune. Like, yeah. Buying a theme tune. Theme making it into the charts next week. <laughs> right. Now we're going back to the 92-93 season. It's the inaugural Premier League season. Who was Aston Villa's top Premier League scorer in that season? Lowton. Okay, George, you got in there first. I'm going I'm to um, guess Dean Saunders. The deadly duo, Dalian and Dean. Dalian got 11, Dean got 13. George, oh, you are correct. Like, yes, as well. Yes. yes. Oh, he's won. Oh, no. Uh, I should have been more certain. After the... <laughs> You've turned into the Sheffield United of this quiz, Rosie. It's all just kind of... <laughs> you get that early lead and you're like, oh, no. I know. I know. I'm really disappointed with that. That is like, uh, for those that have been listening for a while, when we used to do the extracts from my sister's diary, the deadly duo, Dalian and Dean, were a yeah. big part of our lives. They, they um, really were. It was going to be one or the other. I, yeah, I thought Saunders was. was more clinical, and yeah. he was. Yeah, those he famous was. goals they scored against Leicester City. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, I, I was quite surprised at 13, actually. For some reason, I thought he got more than that. Um, but uh, actually, third top scorer I believe was Gary Parker from midfield with eight goals and Gary Parker is one of those like underrated players from time I, I, I always like yeah you know, you never, yeah I never really thought of him as a yeah as a kind of a, such an influential player yeah. Yeah. are we are we can we hear the fifth question just no, we can get the fifth this? question you can get a consolation goal here yeah. uh, as the, as, as in injury time yeah I'm quite um, enjoying the nostalgia I'm gonna go get Mr Blobby on after this <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's not too far back in time this one it's our first season in the championship it's 2016 17 rubbish rubbish season for us um who was aston villa's top scorer that season oh god um i i had to look uh, this one up actually yeah that's a, that's a hard one uh Lowton. yeah uh i'm gonna say um it was oh, crikey was it ross mccormack there by this point it was not Ross McCormack, famously of Melbourne City. It was not um, <laughs> Roisin. Try, think I think like, it's just going to be someone really kind of. Well, well I don't want to insult them. Well, but someone that well, doesn't stick in the in the. Think, think about who who, who, are, <laughs> who was our like main scorer in the championship? Like, think over the years. Like, I know Anwar El Ghazi. It was Anwar El Ghazi, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm afraid it was not Anwar El Ghazi. It was a man who currently plies his trade in Qatar. Oh, Kodja. Jonathan Codger. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was he, he okay. was a good player for a stand in the championship. Got a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, so that's it. It's ended three one. Um, I was hoping that Roisin, you might you yeah. might just 
just the wrong weeks. Take that yeah. were number one. They were number one. That was great. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. I got a goal, and that's. I mean, that's the that's the most I can ever ask for in this quiz, isn't it? <laughs> it's the so most. There we go. It's the most tragic thing a person could say in a competition. Is it? It's the taking part that counts. It's the taking part that counts. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, thanks, boys. <laughs> there are no winners. <laughs> Only losers. Until Frankie goes to Nando's and gets his wild herbs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So finally, I've won. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you next week, Roisin. Bye, George. Up the villa. Up the villa and cheery bye, Frankie. Up the villa, George. Up the villa and it's goodbye from me. We'll return next week to review that Man United game. But until then, as always, come on you villa boys from Aston. <laughs>